you're new here, my name is Brian, one of the pastors on staff. Um, if you, you guys are curious how Jim is doing, he's doing well along with their family. Um, so they are getting some rest, relaxation going in. Uh, so um, yes, keep praying for that, all right? Keep praying for them. Uh, dads, happy, happy Father's Day. Uh, there is, again, there's some cookies there for you. Please grab them, um, all right? Because at the end of service, it's a free-for-all at that point. <laughs> it's going to be a free-for-all. Free for all. Um, and so, hey, we are going to uh, really jump into the First Corinthians. All right? We're going to be in chapter 7. Uh, we are going to be talking about sex and marriage. <laughs> that was a plan. <laughs> that was a happy Father's Day, yeah. Sex, <laughs> sex, sex and marriage. Uh, we're, and we're also going to be talking about singleness. All right? Next week, um, next week's going to be a little heavier. All right, next week we're going to talk about divorce. We're going to talk about um, a marriage to an unbelieving spouse. All right, uh, that's going to be a lot more heavier. Um, and, and so we split it up in uh, two parts just, just because of the sensitivity of those topics. Um, and you might not like what I say uh, as far as next week goes, but even this week you might not like what I say. But um, what I have going for me is that God's Word is saying that. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, hey, again, all right. Sex and singleness today. All right. Sex and singleness today. So, let me pray for us, um, and uh, we'll get going. God, uh, I just thank you. I never in a million years that I think I would be talking to a church, uh, to adults about sex, um, and uh, here we are. Here we are. Uh, I pray I could be faithful to your scripture. Uh, but beyond uh, me, I, I pray for our body. I pray for the body of Christ that we can understand um, how awesome sex is within marriage. And that sex is not everything. That sex is not everything. Um, as, as our world and movies and all these things lead us to believe. Uh, so uh, help us to be faithful to your scripture. Uh, if we're offended, if there's anything that's off base, scripturally off base, that uh, we could take back our feelings uh, back to the Word of God. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In uh, verse 1, it says this, right? This is, this is Paul uh, addressing a question and concerns that the uh, Corinthians had. Uh, and so in verse 1, it says this, uh, Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, okay? It is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. Okay, I know you read that and you're like, what? I can't have sex with a woman? Uh, here are two, there, there's two, there's sides to this, all right? Um, in, uh, in, in the Corinthian church, there was a camp where they said you could have sex with anybody, okay? There was this camp, they said sex is awesome, you could... Have it with anybody that you want. And then there was the other side of this camp, which is the concern right here, is that you actually can't have sex at all. Right? Even if you're married, you cannot have sex. Right? That literally, that, that was a belief being taught. Um, and praise the Lord that that is not true. Right? That both sides of the camp are not true. That sex is good. It is for enjoyment. And Paul says this... Um, 
And he says, right, uh, he says, look, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but, right, you, you, in the next verse it says, but because of temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife his, uh, and each uh, woman her own husband, all right? Husband, husband, all right? Not, there's no S to that. There's no S to that, all right? Um, so there, there is a, a graph or a, a three points uh, for us to clarify exactly what's being talked about, all right? Side one, sexual acts with anybody and everyone, all right? That's where sexual immorality comes in. That's why Paul says in uh, 1 Corinthians 6 and 5, he says, flee from it. Flee from sexual immorality. It is outside of God's design, right? And here's the second side, right? All sexual acts within marriage is bad. Man, I would not want to be on that side of the camp, right? Just, it's like marriage, there, there's sex in marriage. It's good. This is what God created. This is what he designed in chapter, um, in Genesis 1 and 2. It is great, right? It's really great. Um, so here's what Paul is saying, right? Here's the truth about sex, and that's why he says in verse 2, he says, but because of temptation of sexual immorality, because we are built and created as sexual beings, right? It's not a disease. That is not a disease, okay? We, we were created that way, okay? He says, look, sex within marriage is great, right? It is for our enjoyment with our, with our husband and our wife. It is really good, right? It's really, really good. And so... Um, and, and because we are created as sexual beings, right, that Paul, Paul is saying, look, man, there, there's, you don't got to listen to anything but what God is saying. Right? That if you got a wife and you got a husband, right, y'all better be intimate with each other. You know why you should be intimate with each other? Because the truth is, right, the, the reason you guys got married in the first place, you, you were burning with passion and lust. Right? And that doesn't go away. Temptation is all around us. He says we live in a very sexual world where, like, sex and all this stuff gets all skewed. But Paul is bringing us back and saying, look, sex within marriage, it's great. Make sure you're doing it. All right? Make sure you're having it. And make sure you're enjoying each other. I know I'm, I'm emphasizing this so much because I, I want to. Because this, this is what Paul is emphasizing. He's saying, enjoy sex. It's not just for making babies. If you are an empty nester, after Father's Day, if that is the gift that you want, that is your gift. Do it. Right? Right? Um, I, I, I know that's... That, that's just the truth. I know as a, as a dude, that's probably what you're thinking of, right? That's probably the first thing you thought of for Father's Day. All right, no kids, right? Um, and so here, here's what Paul continues to say, right? Here's what Paul continues to say. Uh, and, and this is kind of where we get, um, where, 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 where we kind of get like, ooh, I don't like that verse. I don't like that verse. That, and so in uh, verse 3, it says this, and, and 4, right? The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise a wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Right? Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. All right. So l let me just explain this real quick. There's an another little uh, bullet point for you guys. Uh, ho hopefully... Um, 
hopefully it's not too confusing, right? This is what Paul's saying in verses 3 and 4. He says, husbands, your body belongs to your wife. My body belongs to Janine, right? I know that's real weird, um, and my, my, for some of you that's like kinky, right? But Paul, Paul is not trying to say this is, this is a kinky thing, right? He's saying, look, you entered into marriage. You are surrendering your body to that human you said I will give everything to, right? Husband, your, your body belongs to your wife, right? And for some husbands, this is easier for us to do, right? Because we're wired different. We're microwaves, right? We're ready all the time, okay? Um, and, and, and wife, you own your husband's body, right? Do you know that? Like, you could tell your husband, like, I need you to back away real quick, right? Actually, I need you to come forward, right? You, you, you could say these things to your husband. You know why? Because you own him, right? You own him. And that, that's what marriage shows us, is that you are not your own anymore. It's, it's such an image of what the gospel is, right? In, in verse 21 in chapter 6, it, it talks about how God, how Jesus bought our body at a price. We are not our own. It's that image that your body does not belong to you anymore, right? Marriage shows us that, that our body is no longer our own, right? And for the wife, right, your body, you as the wife, your body is not your own anymore, okay? It belongs to your husband. It does belong to your husband. And I know we live in a culture where, like, my body, my choice, and all that stuff, but look, scripturally, it talks about how, hey, like, within marriage, if you're going to have a kid, like, you got to discuss some things. You got to discuss some hard things, right? Uh, within marriage is no longer your choice. Your, your husband has a say. If anything, your husband has a lot of a say. Right? Um, and, and so I, I kind of want to, um, look, I, I know some of us men, when we read this verse, which is a wrong approach to this verse, okay, uh, we read it and say, man, I can't wait to go home because I'm going to tell my wife, let's do it. I have authority over you. I want my gift today right? Right now, right? That, that is, guys, I'm telling you right now, I'm sure you guys have experienced it. Wrong approach, wrong approach, the wrong, terrible approach, right? Your wife will be like, no, <laughs> right? That, that's just a really, really terrible approach, right? But when you read this scripture, right, authority doesn't have to be this the domineering thing, right? Um, I know for me, right, like, I, I, I kind of approach it that way because, like, uh, with my wife, like, I'm like, hey, like, I'm like, let's do it, right? Wrong approach, right? But, but if I approach her in a, a very, like, from the beginning when I wake up, I'm like, I'll say, hey, it's on our schedule. I think, um, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right? Uh, look, look that, that, that's just what happens. That's just what happens, right? If you don't put it on the schedule, it's just, it's a surprise, right? <laughs> it's a surprise. But if, you, but if you put it on the schedule, it's expected, right? The buttering up begins all day, right? The text messages just come, and you say, hey, I, I just can't wait to be with you, 
right? I just can't wait to be with you. But if I, if I woke up that morning and said, it's on the schedule, let's go. Different, right? That, I'm being authoritative and, and a dictator in that way. And, and that's just a wrong approach, okay? It's just a wrong approach. And so I, I just want you guys to understand that's not what Paul's saying. Right? Because if, if, we read at, if we look at other scriptures in Ephesians where he says, hey, husbands, treat your wife as Jesus uh, treats the church. Right? How did Jesus treat the church? He, he loved on us. Right? He was tenderhearted towards us. He was caring towards us. Right? So, uh, so don't, don't approach the scripture in a way of, I own you. That's, that's a terrible way to view that. Right? But if you approach the scripture and you say, man, I got authority over my wife right now. How can I show her love? How can I show her that I'm not going to use this power in a manipulative way? How can I show her that, man, how did Christ treat the church? Right? He sacrificed for her. Right? He wrote love letters to them. Okay? And there are times where it gets tough and all that stuff, and you as a husband, you got to figure out, like, how can I, how can I be tender towards my wife? Because they're a different species. They're a lot more tender than we are. Again, right? We're a microwave. They're an oven. They need some time. They need some time to think about what we're saying. And so, um, so on, the, on the other side of this, right, a woman's approach, um, I, I don't want you to hear this, that, oh, man, here we go. Here's a message about how I need to um, do whatever my husband says, right? That's, that's not what I'm saying, right? Um, I, I just want you to know um, that, look, if, if you, again, I, I just don't want you to hear that message. I just don't want you to hear that message that, oh, the church is all about men and how they're going to be authoritative towards women and they're gonna, we're going to have to do whatever they say. No, no. Paul says there's, there's, as far as marriage and sex goes, there's equal authority. There's equal authority. Um, and so Paul is helping us understand that our bodies belong to each other. They simply belong to each other. Um, I, I think I was just sharing with Mumsy uh, one of our vows uh, for Janine and I. Um, it's not a Bible. It, it's not in the Bible or anything like that. But this was a personal conviction of ours: is that hey, we would stay fit for each other. We would stay fit for each other. And so this past uh, winter, I put on a little blubber. All right, that's just that's just what happened, man. I was eating candy. I was eating a lot of things. Uh, pizza every Wednesday, man. It was just rough. And so my, what my wife said, she's like, whoa, my body is looking very thick right now. <laughs> right? Right? She, she is talking to me, her husband, but also her body that she owns and says, hey, remember those vows that you said you would be, stay fit for us. Right? You would stay fit for us. Um, and so I, I just want you to see that, that we, we are not our own. And so when our, our husbands and our wives assess us in, in certain ways, like, think about that, right? And they might have had a wrong approach to it, okay? But talk about it. Talk about why. Like, talk about wh why did you say that I was adding some weight? Is that, am I not looking good anymore? And the truth is, uh, remember our vows, you, you, you're breaking those right now, right? And so, um, again, our body is not our own. 
There's equal authority as far as sex and marriage goes. All right. Um, and so I, I just, I just want to stay on this, right? The, the, right? Um, if I just want to get on the microwave and the oven stuff, right? If, 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 a, if a husband comes up to you, right? If, if your husband comes up to you and says, man, it's time to go. Let's go, right? Um, and the, your wife tells you, hold on, give me some time, right? She's not saying no. She's simply saying, hey, I, I just need some time. I need you to be patient with me um, because I need to process what we're about to do, okay? And you as a husband, you got to be caring to your body, right? You got to love on your body. You got to talk to your body. You got to butter up your body, right? Vice versa for, for the woman, right? Because you are in the oven, Right? Because it takes a, a bit longer for you to realize what's about to go down, right? If the husband comes up to you and says, hey, like, can we, can we, can we have sex today? Um, you know, you, you, you guys talk about it. Talk about it. I know that sounds really weird, but talk about it. Because there's a lot more that goes uh, into the woman. Um, there's a lot more that goes into their mind of, of, of preparation. Uh, it might be their, it just might not be the time of the month right now, right? And and the husband, you got to just be patient with that. Right? And so, again, equal authority. Treat your body well. Treat your wife and your husband well. Okay? I don't want you to look at the scripture and saying, wow, how does the Bible decide with men all the time? It doesn't. Okay? It is showing us what marriage looks like. You're not going to learn that on Netflix. You're not going to learn that on the news, right? Because our culture teaches us that, whoa, men are so messed up and, and all these things and whatever, right? But no, Scripture is showing us, look how beautiful it is when you are together, when you understand your body is not your own, and when you understand, right, that in marriage it's a sacrificial act that exemplifies what the gospel is. Um, and so, uh, again, um, marriage also is, is being attacked within our culture, right? A lot of the things you will hear is that it's just a piece of paper. The more I think about that statement of being a piece of paper, if I'm saying, if I said marriage is a piece of paper, uh, and I, I'm marrying a human being, right? Marriage is about Someone who is marrying another human being and sacrificing their life for that person. It's not just a piece of paper. Right? Marriage is the understanding of, hey, I am no longer going to say my body is my own. Right? I am saying to my future wife and saying, hey, your bo my body is now yours. And vice versa. Right? Marriage is not a piece of paper. You are not a piece of paper. Okay? Marriage is a perfect example, one of the biggest examples of what Jesus did on the cross for us, how he gave his body for us so that we can be in, in enjoyment with him a little now and eternally later. Right? But again, right, sex is not everything. Okay? And marriage is not the end goal. 
but in verse 5, let, let, let me just really get to that real quick, right? In verse 5, it says, Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, uh, but then come back together so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. If, you're, if you've got a big decision coming up, like you're moving into a house, uh, you're about to drop some money on, on a, a house, and you're trying to figure out, God, is this the right choice, and all that stuff, all Paul is simply saying is like, hey, take a break from, from sex right now. You two agree on it, okay? Um, you guys could set a date on it, right, and say, um, uh, 24 hours from now, we're going to be praying all day, but 24 hours, that's all I got right? That's all I got. Or so for some of you guys, it might be like, I got a full week, and I could pray to the Lord, and we can make this decision in a full week, right? And that's what Paul is saying, right? Figure out how to make a decision together. Devote yourself to prayer if, if, you, if need be, okay? If need be, uh, but don't take too long um, because, again, we live in a sexual world, and you will be tempted. As a husband and a wife, you will be tempted, uh, so get back together, and so, uh, again, married people, right? That, that, that message is for you. Um, sex is great. It is for the enjoyment of one another. Yes, it's to make babies, but it's also to, for the enjoyment of one another. Within marriage, it's for a husband and a wife and nothing more. And that's what Paul is trying to clarify here. That is for a husband and a wife. Sex is for enjoyment Okay, and it is great, and it is in God's design. It's even better in God's design because you learn about your body, you learn about one of each other's body. Okay, it's not a trial. Marriage is not a trial. All right. Um, second part of this, right? Uh, to the married and un and single people, um, to the married and single people. In verse six, it says this. Now, as a concession not a command. I say this. I wish that all were as, um, as I myself am, right? Paul was a single guy, was not married, okay? But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am, right? To remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, uh, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion, right? For us today, uh, some of us use this as an insult, right? For some of us use this as an insult, man. And we say, this is why you're single, right? This is why you're single. Or we tell people like, I hope you remain single and never find happiness, right? I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have thought that or have used that, um, right? But, but Paul is using it in a very different way. He's, he's showing us that singleness is actually a gift and it is good. It's actually, he kind of says it's actually better than marriage in a way. Singleness is actually better than marriage because you got nothing to worry about. You got no kids to worry about, right? You got, uh, you don't have to worry about providing for uh, someone else. Right? You don't have to worry about, like, if you're on a road trip and you're thinking, man, I hope I could get uh, home to my wife. No, you're not thinking about that stuff. You're just thinking the road trip, I get home, I get home. Right? And this is what Paul says in 
verse, 30, th verse 33 in, in, in chapter 7, he says, But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, right? And his interests are divided, uh, and the unmarried, and his interests are divided, and the unmarried or the betrothed woman, right, is anxious about things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit, but the married woman is anxious about worldly things worldly things, right? How to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord, right? If you are single in here, right, I want to encourage you that you could be the greatest servant of the Lord. Right? Not, not saying that there's levels, but you, your devotion to the Lord, right, could be undivided. And that your singleness, right, is a gift. Do you know how much self-control it takes to be single? Married people can't even, don't even understand that. We don't understand that. But you can be solely devoted to the Lord. And you could do so much more for the gospel. You could expand it so much further than a married couple can. Or you could do so much more for the Lord. And, and um. I also want you to know, man, that, that, that this is truly an encouragement. And for us as a church, we need to get on board with that. If we see single people in the church, our first instinct should not be like, ooh, I know someone that I could hook you up with. No, our first instinct should say, praise the Lord. Man, praise the Lord. You are doing awesome things for God, right? the single person will make the decision. When they're burning with passion, then they will find someone. Okay? But for the single people in here, right, and for us as a church, we got to encourage those who are single and say, remain single. And be a servant of the Lord. Remain single. Take care of my dog. Right? Take care of my dog. Babysit him. You're my sitter now. Right? Kidding. Jason is our dog sitter. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but yes, okay, singleness is good. Don't look at it as a curse. And for us as a church, we can't look at singleness as a curse. It is a gift. It is a good thing. And we as a church, as a body of Christ, should tell other single people and say, hey, remain single. Be, be an awesome warrior for the Lord. How counterculture is that, not just from the culture, but from our church world, right? The, what the church culture has done, it has elevated marriage and sex so high that when we look at single people, we think something is wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. If anything, we could look at it this way, right? Married people, they just did not have self-control. But single people, they got this gift, and they're using it right? So again, church, encourage single people to serve the Lord well, all right? Encourage them to, to do this well. And I, I know that's against, again, that's counterculture against church culture, um, but that's what Paul is saying. Sex is good within marriage. It's created for your, your husband and wife's enjoyment, and singleness is a gift, it's a gift to be encouraged. There are a lot of people who are in marriages and we're just like, how are you married? 
right? How are you married? But there are some awesome single people who are saying, man, that guy would be a great husband. We got to say, that guy is a great servant of the Lord. Very different. Very different. All right. So your body's not your own. It was bought at a price by Jesus. Marriage is an example of that. All right. Single people, be a servant to the Lord. Be a servant to the Lord. And so, uh, again, next week, we're going to be touching on a tough topic. All right. Married to an unbeliever, what happens, divorce, when it's allowed, um, and all that stuff. So be ready. Um, be ready to listen, be ready to be receptive to that. And so let me pray for us. God, um, I, I do pray as, as a church we don't make sex a God uh, and we don't make it an end goal. Uh, but it's just a benefit and a product of marriage that exemplifies what you have done for us on the cross. And I pray, Lord, when we do have sex with our spouse, that we could really picture that. How sacrificial is that? How trusting is that for a wife to be with her husband and a husband to be with her wife and how awkward that can be at times. But in marriage, it's okay when things are awkward. You, you learn about each other. You learn about each other intimately. And God, I, I can't, I, I have to think, man, that Jesus, that's, that's how you know us. Not in that sexual way or anything like that, but in this way that you know us, you, you know everything about our body, you know our mind, you know our soul, you know our heart. So God, when, when we are in, when we do practice this act of love with our wives and husbands, uh, that we could think about, man, this is how much Jesus loves me. Even in my nakedness, even in my just not being comfortable that Jesus still accepts me and he loves me. God, I, I pray I do pray this for your church, that we have awesome sex, that we have it. Whether that's today, tomorrow, or the other day, and that we're healthy. That we're healthy, we're on a good schedule, and, and that we're, we're sacrificial towards our spouses. And God, I pray for the single peeps in here, that they realize, um, I know we talked about marriage and sex and all that stuff, uh, but that marriage is also, marriage is hard. There's a lot to worry about. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot you can't do. Um, and so I pray for the single people in here that, man, that they realize the gift that they have. And they use it for your glory. They use it to expand the gospel because that is the end goal of why we are here on this earth is to serve the Lord, to be devoted to the Lord, and to expand his gospel to the ends of the earth. That is the goal as a follower of Jesus. May God thank you. Thank you for setting that example. 
Thank you for giving us these, these gifts, this gift of sex, this gift of singleness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.